Chapter 11, Spirit-Empowered Working I was at a conference focused on faith and work when a woman stepped up to give her testimony. It was the most beautiful description of spirit-empowered working. Tess worked in a call centre and was recently promoted to a supervisory position. It was hard to imagine how God could use her effectively in that environment. The pressure to make deadlines, the high staff turnover, the lack of flexibility. However, God used her mightily. Tess focused on two things, prayer and care. She would come in early for her shift and pray for each worker that day, often moving through the workstations. She also prayed about the targets her team had been given, that they might be met in ways that honoured God. She believed that God's Spirit would be actively making a difference in that workplace. At the beginning of her new role, Tess held a meeting with her team and declared her desire to change the culture of the workplace. She explained that she cared about each of them and that work was a safe place to share troubles and hurts as well as dreams and aspirations. She also wanted to extend this caring attitude to the people they called. Her team should feel free to treat the people they called like real people and listen carefully. Two things happened almost immediately. People started testing her by having long conversations during work hours and phone calls to customers went a lot longer so fewer calls were made. Both outcomes impacted productivity and Tessa's boss called her in for an explanation. She pleaded for more time. She increased her time in prayer and set some boundaries, but remained committed to her vision. The employees began to realise she was sincere. Relationships started getting deeper and staff turnover reduced, demonstrating the difference that caring made. Productivity picked up. In the third month, a worker in an abusive relationship approached Tess and shared her pain. Feeling a prompting by the Spirit, Tess gently asked for permission to pray with her. This woman had never prayed before. Afterwards, she said she had felt amazing peace enter her heart. Later, someone asked Tess to pray for a medical condition. By six months, Tess had started holding a Bible study before shift and productivity was well above target. Spirit-empowered working is focused on using spiritual gifts in the workplace and seeing your work as a place where God can work miraculously. It is an acknowledgement that God's presence is everywhere, even in seemingly unlikely places. It is also recognition that God makes his power available to us by his spirit. As Paul told Timothy, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6-7. to seven. The Biblical Basis for Spirit-Empowered Working The story of Bezalel in the Old Testament reminds us that God equips us for the work he asks us to do. God filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of crafts. You can read that in Exodus chapter 31 verses 3 to 5. This empowering was specifically to design the tent of meeting, 
when the Israelites were in the wilderness. Although this is a specific outpouring of God's Spirit, it is clear that God prepares work for all of us to do. Quote, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, one of my favorite verses. He also equips us to do it, as the writer to the Hebrews reminds us, quote, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 to 21. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 tells us that these gifts are given for the common good. Jesus demonstrated this himself when he stood in the temple, read out the scroll from Isaiah and declared it his mission statement in Luke chapter 4. Quote, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. He goes on to reinterpret Isaiah 61 in light of his coming, of a new spirit-empowered kingdom that will be established on earth. Some of the spiritual gifts that have been poured out are listed in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 8, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 to 31. They include prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy, delivering a message of wisdom, speaking a word of knowledge, faith, healing, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different tongues and interpreting tongues. Note that Paul never meant these lists to be exhaustive. Tess demonstrated how her spiritual gifts of encouraging, leading, showing mercy and healing could be used sensitively and appropriately in the workplace. The behaviours that demonstrate spirit-empowered working. There are several behaviours by which we can demonstrate this spiritual discipline in the workplace. First of all, discover your spiritual gifts and seek wisdom on how to develop and use them. And or pray for opportunities to partner with God in what he is already doing in the workplace. And welcome God's presence into your workplace through prayer. Acknowledge he is already there. And finally, seek to serve those you work with so as to enhance the workplace environment. Because where the Spirit is, there is always transformation. A resource to ponder. Miroslav Volf, who is the Henry B. Wright Professor of Systematic Theology and founding director of the Yale Centre for Faith and Culture, focused his doctorate on understanding the Holy Spirit in the workplace. His work is published as Work in the Spirit, which is a technical but a really inspiring read. Below, however, is an excerpt from one of his shorter works, Human Work, Divine Spirit and New Creation. And this is the quote. A pneumatological, that is concerning the Holy Spirit, understanding of work makes it possible to understand work as cooperation with God, since the work is done in the power and under the direction of the Spirit. Charisma not only entails a call to a particular task, but also an enabling for it. 
even when charisma consists in empowerment to use natural capabilities, the enabling is not a possession of the individual person, irrespective of that person's relation to God, but is dependent on the presence and activity of the Spirit. It is impossible to separate the gift of the Spirit from the enabling power of the Spirit. Moreover, the Spirit who imparts gifts and is active through them is a guarantee, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, of the realization of the eschatological new creation. Jesus Christ as the glorified Lord is, quote, present in his gifts and in the services that both manifest these gifts and are made possible by them. Through the gifts of the Spirit, Christ is realizing his eschatological rule in the world. Thus, cooperation with God in work through the empowerment and direction of the Spirit should be interpreted as cooperation in the kingdom of God that completes creation and renews heaven and earth. That is a mighty reading. (laughs) Prayer. God of power, thank you for the gift of your spirit who enables us to do so much more than we can in our own strength. Help us to increasingly work in step with the spirit, aware of promptings to speak or act. Help us to be more aware of how you enable us for the work you have provided. Let us not be shy in using the gifts you have given by your spirit, especially for the common good. As we see you powerfully at work, help us remember that it is for your glory and not our own. Amen. And now, taking it further. Firstly, how comfortable are you with the notion of God working through you by his Spirit in your workplace? What encouragement do you receive from this chapter and what challenges you? Secondly, what spiritual gifts do you have? What are ways you might be able to exercise them to enhance your working or influence your workplace? And thirdly, have a look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. Pray through this prayer in application to your own working, your work relationships and the workplace. What is God revealing to you through his spirit? What does it mean to have resurrection power available? How could this be applied in your working and your workplace? And what does it mean to place your working and workplace under Jesus' authority? And finally, Miroslav Volf defines work as cooperation with God enabled by his spirit to realize Jesus' rule in the new kingdom. How does this short excerpt impact the way you envision your working? What can you do to work with God more effectively in this way? <music> 